You're listening to Beyond Leadership. I'm your host, Sarah Mae Chipchinski, and I want to use the lessons I've learned from 15 years of leadership experience in business, politics, nonprofit, and the military to help you break through the BS of everyone else's expectations so you can lead as your authentic self. Join me every week as I give you tangible ways you can have more influence, more cohesion, more innovation, and more peace of mind when you lay your head down at night. Because leadership is about so much more than just leading. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Beyond Leadership Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Sarah Chipchinski, and I am actually excited today to talk about money. Now, that's not something that I would have ever said at any other point in my life. And looking back, that's not even something I would have said a couple of weeks ago. But I met through a friend, a man who is here on the podcast today to share with you some tips and some tricks who has absolutely changed my life and my money mindset. And we are only at the beginning of my journey. So today here with me, we have Justin Buonimo. He is my personal finance coach. And he's here to talk all things personal finance. Now, I guess I should caveat this entire conversation first and foremost by saying Justin is a personal finance coach, not a financial advisor. So Justin, to start off, why don't you tell us a little bit more about exactly what it is you do and differentiate between a finance coach and a financial advisor? Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure to work with you and to see you grow. And as you said, we barely scratched the surface and continue to progress through the early stages of this coaching program with you. But with that, it's a good segue. I act as a personal finance coach, which really is, it's helping you get your household finances in order from a holistic essence based on your unique variables and your needs, right? So from a high level, it's really any expert custom solutions to any of your financial anxieties, worries, and goals. And, you know, as a patient that comes into the hospital needs to be treated different than every other patient as well, because of the unique variables in their current situation to get optimal outcomes. So do individuals when it comes to their personal finances, right? Everyone has different issues, different dynamics, different goals, right? So that custom approach, I think, has really helped myself in this program separate itself and show optimal results for everybody that has come in and entered into the program. And to get a little more granular and specific, so really what happens underneath your roof in regards to when that money comes in, how are you stewarding it, right? So in between budgeting, expense cutting, saving, optimizing your personal finance decisions in regards to the habits of how you spend, and then being able to strategically think about when things pop up, like we want to redo the basement. What's the best way to go about paying for that, right? There's not just this cookie cutter approach to individual finance needs. I really take a personalized approach and understand every single unique variable by flipping over every stone to identify the optimal methodology and strategy we want to use to address your personal finances and optimize them in the end. It's like a tracking and accountability system with the budget that we build. And then also there's several one-on-ones where we get to go over invaluable amounts of information that really, really help put you on the best path to answer any of your financial anxieties and also achieve any of your financial goals. 
With that, the difference between myself and a financial advisor, I legally cannot advise you on how to invest. I am not a financial advisor. That's what financial advisors do. Once we lay the foundations for you, and my program is called Financial Foundations, there comes a time where it may be appropriate and highly recommended for you to start investing, but that's where a financial advisor comes into play. They set you up with your portfolio, which essentially is just a fancy word for your investments in the stocks and bonds. Um, and again, by law, I cannot advise you on how to do that. So, um, does the program come with an incredible financial advisor? Yes, it does. Very trusted, very vetted, very expert. So there also is that option. But I hope that in totality explains the differences. You can get insurances, disabilities, and all types of brokerage and retirement funds that are investment funds set up through a financial advisor which I do not do. I essentially lay the foundations to make sure that you're then in an optimal situation to then take that route if you'd like. No, that makes complete sense. I was reading an article uh, actually while I was prepping for this episode and the article said that understanding personal finance is likened to being the CFO of your household. I really kind of like that. You think CFOs, right? Huge budgets and all these expenditures, but really running a household is is kind of the same thing. And a lot of the, the things that a CFO has to understand on that huge grand scale are immediate and tangible benefits that you get as the quote unquote CFO of your household just by understanding personal finance. So let's go over some of those tangible benefits that you kind of help with. You've already mentioned a couple of them, but like the budgeting, the expenditure cutting. So what what exactly does that look like? And Go ahead and pretend you're talking to me a couple of weeks ago who had absolutely no, <laughs> no idea about what her money was doing. Absolutely. That's a great question. So essentially the goal of this program, whether it sounds overzealous or you know outlandish to some people, is to really make my client a financial expert. And how we do so is by increasing your financial literacy and optimizing your money habits, right? Your relationship with money. So like I said, I help you bridge the gap in between financial illiteracy and shame to financial well-being and abundance, right? Building that financial literacy and optimizing those, those money habits. And, you know, what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of people think that more money is the solution. It really has nothing to do with how much money you make. It has to do with how you steward and how you handle that money when you receive in regards to your habits, right? So do you know how to handle that money when it comes in? Are you budgeting the right way? Are you allocating it the right way? Are you spending it the right way? Are you cutting expenses in the right manner to then reallocate that money to priorities or more necessities of expenditures, right? And so then after you're able to do that, that money recouped in your bottom line of your profit, do you know what is the best way to spend that money? And again, that's based on your unique variables. One of my clients may be ready to invest ASAPs. We get them budget set up. I coach them for six weeks. And it's like, all right, all of your money left over should now be invested. But other people, you know, need those foundations laid a little bit longer in regards to, okay, they have other things we have to take care of first in regards to what is the optimal way to go about their credit card debt. No shame in that game. A lot of people have it. It's that particular issue a lot of people run into. And I've seen a lot of my clients get um, mass amounts of value and the proceeds take to that, right? Um, is then your goal to buy a house, right? Let's take care of that. Let's come up with the optimal methodology to put you on track to achieve a house by this time if you do X, Y, and Z. And so there's really just a whole bunch of things that you can do with your money when you receive it to then be able to build yourself an optimal situation underneath your house. So when you're that CFO of your own house, it's really understanding 
what to do with your money, when and how. So you'll get a lot of people coming up to you like, oh, max out your 401k or you'll know, never use credit card. Those may be the best approach to their situation, but that doesn't mean it's the best approach to yours. So I help you understand based on your unique variables, based on what you have going on, your issues, your anxieties, and your goals, what is the best pathway for us to then attack to help you get out of those problems, lay the foundations, then achieve your goal. And I like that you said it, it's not necessarily bringing in more money, which I have traditionally thought like, oh, if I made more money, if I get a raise, if I get a different job. But what you explained to me in one of our very first meetings, I think probably even before I hired you as my coach, was if you don't have those foundations and those good money habits, you don't know how to budget, you don't know uh, how to pay your bills on time, having more money come in is just going to equate to more money going out and being wasted, which I saw in my personal finances a long time. Right. It's a great point. And like, uh, just one last point on that to kind of drive that home. It's like people think more money is the answer, but it's not. When they receive more money, if they don't correct themselves and their own habits, and they just have the same problems they had, when they had less money coming into the house, right? It's kind of like, you know, you causing issues in your environment and packing up and thinking you're just moving environments and your issues are going to go away, but they're not because the root of those issues you had in the old environment are internal. Mm -hmm. So if you don't correct them, you're going to go to a new environment and still have the same problems. Same thing with a change in income. Yeah. So along those lines, let's talk about some of the more abstract benefits to learning how to manage your personal finance. A lot of things that people don't necessarily initially think go along with managing your money at home. And one of those things that we haven't gotten into in the program yet, but I know you teach about is goal setting and long-term planning, which, right, something that I'm good at as a leader, but not good at with my money. So how does that, that abstract benefit come from understanding your finances how does that help with goal setting and, and long-term planning and accountability too sure exactly so let's put it this way if you're going to get into a car and you don't have a destination a specific destination or at least something to guide your trip you're never going to get anywhere you're going to drive around aimlessly right and that's the same thing with your finances if you don't have a long-term goal in mind and obviously have the understanding and the flexibility that they may change over time but something for you to strive after and achieve forwards like a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Something to push you forward. And then with that, right, we say, okay, my long-term goal is to retire by the time I'm 50 years old, right? Then that puts a goal or an endpoint in mind and it allows us to build milestones and steps along the way to show you if you do X, Y, and Z, you then can to achieve your goal of retiring by age 50. So for one, it gives you an ability to set those milestones and steps along the way for us to celebrate those small wins, right? So it doesn't seem like your tires are spinning in the mud. It seems like you're actually making progress, right? And then also it allows you to lay those milestones and those plans along the way for you to hold yourself accountable. And as me, as your coach, hold you accountable to hit and also support you to hit those goals. So let's say your goal is to retire by age 50, requires you to save $3,000 a month for the next 10 years, right? And that's basically what we're holding ourselves accountable to do. I'm going to help. I'm going to go to the ends of the earth to make sure you hit that goal. Um, and if you don't, we will identify the cause of the variance that made you miss that goal. So, you know, I think I just really need to get tighter around my miscellaneous expenses or we need to eat out less, right? So you missed goal. We're not just going to give up there. We need to get you back on track by identifying the root cause of what took you away from hitting that next step in the process, put you back on track, hold yourself accountable, know 
put a solid objective in your head that you know you need to hit. And if you do X, Y, and Z, you will achieve your goal by then. So I find that's max amounts of value with people, Sarah, because it gives people, for one, that light at the end of the tunnel. You know, let's utilize, you know, this example. Let's say some people come in, their goal is to buy a house. And it's just like, oh, man, I wish one day I can buy a house. I don't know when it's going to be. It's like, well, we create action plans for long-term goals. Let's say short-term goals with that one, right? I show you that if you do X, Y, and Z, you can buy a house next year at this time. So I like to say this program is really based on the theory of anticipatory coping, right? So anticipatory coping means let's take away those subjectivities and fears and anxieties of like, oh, I never know if I'm ever going to be able to buy a house and replace it with objectivity in regards to if you do these three things or these four things and you stay accountable and tracking these things, you will be able to achieve your goal of buying a house by next September, right? So that gives people so much less stress and anxiety because it shows them a light down the tunnel and it gives them milestones that they need to go after and achieve and attack along the way. And they know that they're on path to do so. Excellent. Yeah. So we talked about long-term goal planning and within that you've mentioned a couple times credit cards. Now question that I have been meaning to ask you, you posted on your Instagram a couple of weeks ago, a TikTok video where mm-hmm. you said that I don't have to stop using my credit cards. <laughs> Tell yeah. me more about that because that is for as long as I can remember, for as long as I've been trying to understand personal finance, people's number one piece of advice was stop using your credit cards, only use cash. And you in a 15 second video told me that both those things are false. Well, so, um, there's reasons why people say that, but that's because people are irresponsible and they're speaking to the irresponsible adult in you or and that who they used to be or currently are, right? Because why I say that credit cards are not bad is because if you utilize credit the right way, there's a mass amount of benefits. So I make every decision in my life whether it's putting my socks on or whether it's using credit cards, right? And the reward risk ratio, right? So do the rewards outweigh the risk? And then I take action if the rewards do, right? And so with credit, if you're utilizing it the right way and in a responsible adult manner, and you're taught how to utilize them the right way, then there's a mass amount of benefits. And that's what my program does is we will teach you how to use credit the right way. I've told you before, like, I think why I've separated myself from my competitors in all modesty is because I do not put you guys in a box, right? I do not say, oh, you guys had credit card issues in the past. Let's cancel your credit cards. Never use it again. It's like, no, those people are stupid, Sarah, because if you utilize credit the right way, there's a mass amount of benefits, right? Um, there's a lot of credit cards that, that offer cash back. So my fiance and I, we have one that offers 2 to 5% cash back on Amazon. And so just from putting our basic expenses on there each month, our gas, our groceries, our miscellaneous expenses, right? Every month, we have about $40 in free money to spend on, on Amazon as our cash back because we utilize credit responsibly, right? And we paid it off. We don't accrue any interest. We don't roll any balances over, right? So we have about 40 bucks a month over 12 months. It's $480 a year that we made off of benefits um, or rewards from a credit card that if I need a new water bottle or a new book or we need dish soap, right? We don't have to come out of pocket to almost $500 a year because we're utilizing credit the right way, right? To be spending cash or putting things on a debit card, right? Um, I'm not reaping those benefits. And so because people use cash and debit cards, particularly cash, you know, what are the reasons why people recommend to use cash? It's either one, they're trying to hide money from the IRS, which I'm not advising my clients to do anything illegal. <laughs> or two, it's because they're not responsible enough to use a card, right? They say, I don't have any control swiping a card. Well, that's unfortunate that you utilize a card like a 16 year old. Let's rebuild those habits. And if you can utilize them optimally, use them in a responsible manner, keep yourself accountable to do that and have an expert coach to teach you the best way to go about that. There's mass amounts of benefits to reap 
with credit cards. You know, also from an electronic format too, a big part of my program is you know to track what you do, track your expenses, right? Track where your money's going, right? Because so, a tracked number grows. Exactly, exactly. And so when you utilize a credit card, let's see, even a debit card is superior to cash for this essence because it's tracking it for you essentially. So then you can just transfer it over to the budget that we're keeping. If I'm utilizing cash, a couple of days need to go by and I'm like, wait, you know, then I'm going to be rounding numbers and be missing numbers, right? And it's just like, I think I spent 60 bucks because you don't have to play that guessing game of what you spend if it's right on your statement balance. Oh, right. I spent $6.83. I didn't actually spend $10. So you lose track of what you spent when you're using cash. And then your budget that we keep is not optimal. Things are falling through the crack. Numbers aren't adding up and you're bleeding unnecessary money that could be recouped to go towards your financial goals. There's a ton of benefits. You utilize it the right way. And I teach you and I guarantee you that you will start utilizing credit the right way and get those benefits. And then also from a tracking methodology, it is a whole lot simpler to read a statement balance than rely on our foggy memories about how much cash we just spent. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. So I'd like to backtrack a little bit. Obviously, you're not a financial advisor. You are a personal finance coach. My listeners don't know, you actually work at a hospital in that Johns Hopkins setting. What in the world made you get into personal finance? Were your parents financial advisors? Where did this come from? (laughs) Absolutely. And so I'm passionate and enthusiastic about this because I have a strong why. I do help my clients develop those, but you know, why take the pivot and do personal finances, right? And from an overall standpoint, I really feel like this is what God is calling me to do. I feel like I have been equipped throughout my years to do this. And so my why is multifactorial. You know, growing up, I unfortunately seen a couple bankruptcies happen close to home, you know, under my own roof. And I saw the ill side effects of that cause, right? Don't get me wrong. Parents are great. You know, they did their best to always make everything work, but I did see you know, the effects of poor money habits. I say, Sarah, life gives us a lot of problems that are inevitable that we just have to do with. They're just a part of life. But there's a lot of problems that people go through in life that are not inevitable, that are self-inflicted. And a ton of them are through money, right? And so I've seen that in my own personal case, and it caused me a lot of poor memories and scars and in childhood that I'm back in those days when that stuff happened, I made a strong promise to myself that one day when I can control it, I will never have to worry about money ever again. My kids will never have to worry about money. My loved ones will never have to worry about money. You know, as I got older, thankfully, I kept that promise to myself. But I started thinking, why stop at myself, right? Why stop at my friends? Why stop at my family? You know, why not try to touch as many people as I possibly can? I'm a true believer that God gives us skills to help other people with their deficiencies, especially when their deficiencies are what you're great at, what your skill set is, right? And so... I read this statistic a couple years back in this book that says like 95% of Americans are financially illiterate. They don't know when their money's coming in, where it's going, how to budget, how to save, how to invest, the one-on-ones, how to use credit. While that statistic is wildly scary, Sarah, it also was fairly exciting for me because I was like, wow, 95% of America needs my help. You know, when you do a business and you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to make sure there's a market for your business. Well, 95% of America is my market, right? I'm on a, you know, mission to attack that, right? And I see the mass amounts of pain that people have around their finances that I have been equipped through God with the skills to help and solve and take that weight off your shoulders. And then also it kind of leads into another point where unfortunately in the finance industry, there's a lot of snakes in the grass. They're incentivized to take advantage of you, right? And I hate that. I want to combat that. I want to be that safe haven for people. Come to me, arms wide open. I'm here for you. And I find a lot of people, Sarah, don't step up and change their finances because 
Um, they're either embarrassed or ashamed. And so they just bottle that up. They bury it down out of sight, out of mind, never step up and make changes. The wheels stay spinning in the mud, right? They continue to have the same problems. They pass those problems on to their kids. They run into a lot of those issues and stresses that are not inevitable, right? And they just continue to be in pain. I want to be that safe haven for you guys, for that 95% of Americans. Come to me, no shame, no embarrassment, no guilt, no judgment. Any problems that you have, I promise you, myself and my program will help you overcome those and hopefully exceed expectations. I truthfully believe that this is my calling and that I have a mass chance to make a significant impact on this world. Yeah, and I can personally attest, I used to be bad at managing my money, but I am currently becoming someone who is willing to do what it takes to give my family financial peace of mind. And I can personally attest to the fact that you really are that kind and safe place to go and to have these conversations because quite honestly, they're oftentimes ugly and uncomfortable conversations, as you know, with some of the conversations that we've already had. Mm -hmm. So if you are in that place and in that headspace where you need a safe place to go to talk about your personal finances, Justin is absolutely 1000% it. So with that being said, just how can people get in contact with you? Sure. So right now I have a really good friend of mine putting together an awesome website. So while that is in construction and should be done in a couple of days, find me on Instagram, Justin underscore Buonimo. Um, and I will link it in the show notes as well. Awesome. Awesome. And so you can reach out there, DM me if you want my number directly from Sarah. I'm completely fine with you getting that. My email is on my Instagram page. However you want to get in contact with me. I am more than happy. I take client phone calls and questions and any time of the day, any time of the day, because I want to be that resource for you. I'm available. I'm here for you. And, you know, I promise you, if you have anxieties and stresses around money, you know, look no further, look no further. I'm, I'm here for you and, and want to help as much as I possibly can. Yes, absolutely. I cannot recommend you enough. So Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Again, you've helped me a lot. And I hope that even just these little nuggets that you have planted with the listeners today help to hopefully blossom into new relationships, not just with you, but also with money. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beyond Leadership Podcast. I sincerely hope that you got something out of today that you are going to be able to take and use on your journey to wherever it is you're going. If you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe and share your takeaways on social media. Don't forget to tag me at Sarah May Ski on Instagram. While you're waiting for the next episode, please check out our exclusive Beyond Leadership community over on Facebook to connect with more like-minded and like-hearted individuals dedicated to learning, leading, and encouraging right alongside you every day. Until next time, let's go.